Welcome to the Empower Hour podcast. I am your host, Amber Dobkins. And the purpose of this podcast is to inspire women to embrace their inner voice and speak their truth. Today, we are kicking off the Embody Your Most Courageous Self series. You will hear from eight amazing women on how they embodied their courage and their power. I'm so excited for you to meet these women who are speaking in this series. And today's guest is a powerful woman who went from struggling with anxiety, depression, um, the onset of early menopause. And as a doctor, she found that she was taking care of everyone else except herself. She went from being a member on the medical board with surgeons to closing her practice and becoming a health empowerment advocate. Today, she empowers women or people, I should say, to heal thyself and take care of their mind, body and spirit. Not only all of that, but she's also an author in the new book, Jaguar Medicine, which comes out in January 2022. And her chapter in the book is called Prescribing Seasoned Wisdom for the New Earth. I'm so excited to chat today with my Jaguar sister, Dr. Denise Tropia. Welcome, Dr. Denise. Well, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure. Love the intro. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You've done some fabulous things in your life, and I'm so excited to hear about it. But I want to start with a quote that you shared with me when we chatted the other day. And that quote is that happiness is an inside job. Can you tell us more about what that means to you? What it means to me is that we really have to dig deep and find where that happiness lies because it's all internal. Everything that we came into this world with is still there. That happiness, the joy, the purpose, the passion, it's all in there. But as time goes on, it kind of gets crowded in. It kind of gets suffocated to the point where we can, can we find happiness by uh, shopping, traveling, uh, other people? You know, for me, it, it was all short-lived in which, yes, you know, I love my family, my daughters, my husband, I went on trips, but at the end of the day, what actually makes you happy? What is true happiness? And that comes from within and utilizing the gifts that you have to offer. Mm, I love that. And I couldn't agree more. Um, finding happiness within can transform your life to where it just makes everything a little bit more beautiful instead of searching for it everywhere. I love how you put that. So thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, my chapter in Jaguar Medicine is about embodying your most courageous self. So I would love to hear more about how you embodied your most courageous self. Well, I never thought I could, but I believed in myself and I did. And being courageous to me meant really stepping out of that comfort zone and saying, what do I want? What is making me tick? What is igniting my fire? Yes, being in medicine for about 30 years and then having a practice for 27 years, you know, it, you know, I was my in business for myself and I've always been. Um, not in the early days, I worked in hospitals and all that. That was all part of, you know, my medical background that spans since 1984. So <laughs> long time, probably some of you aren't even born yet, but, you know, been there, done that. And then when you reflect on things and things start to come up and it, things also hit you in the head, like for me, it was illness. It was like, you're not taking care of yourself, so you better start doing that, as mm -hmm. my inner voice told me. And that was in my early 40s. So the courage to say, okay, I'm going to heal myself. I know there's more to this than just, okay, I'll go to the doctor, I'll take medicine. I'll... No, that did not align with me back then either. And so as time went on and you, I become on the journey of uh, 
discovering yoga and eating healthier supplementation, which I've always, I guess for the last 40 years or so, I've always been a big proponent of because I know we're not getting it in our food sources. So we need to supplement. Yes. So I've always, you know, just had that background of, you know, what could we do to empower our own health? So that was my journey to start. And then the courage came after I said, you know, more of this is coming up. Things are coming up that I have to look at right here, look at, and I have to go through it. Cannot go above it, cannot go below it. I have to go through it. And I guess a big courage um, for me to take that stand was to close my practice and say, I am done with that because I am so malaligned that I need to get myself on that track of where I need to be, where my purpose is, where my passion is. And that's really how it all came about as well. So doing that and then entering into the alternative modalities, which I've always been a big fan of as well. I believe, you know, we can merge, we can merge that mainstream with alternative. Yes, there's a place for one and a place for another but also the empowerment of our own health, my health and people around me. Yes, I love that. So really taking it into our own hands, is that kind of, kind of what I think I hear you saying is that mm -hmm. taking our health and our wellness in our own hands and finding what works for us, what's true for us and, and listen to our bodies to see what it truly needs and find that in nature through food and uh, other things, not just, um, prescribed medicine, but also prescribing the medicine of nature, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And I, and I think we have become so disconnected, you know, the lifestyles that we lead today. And I think there are some people that have really um, started that journey. Uh, you know, people that I have met along the way, you know, some will, some won't some it's not their path, some it is, some want answers, everyone's at a different level. Mm -hmm. And we are. Um, do I have a lot more to learn? Of course. I, I don't think we're ever done learning what's going to be for our highest good, learning the good, the bad, the indifferent, how we see things. I see things different than you do. And I think that's where it all has to come together and not be with that judgment. Um, and that's, that's another big part of it too. You know, as we are multidimensional and we see the way things are in 3D and 4D and you know, however you wanna go up on the realms. Um, so, and where you are at is different for everyone. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And being okay with where we are in the process. Cause I know for me, there's been so many times where I wanted to be further ahead than I was and I began to judge myself to in that and not allowing the process to unfold before me. So I was actually judging myself just probably more than I was judging anything or anyone else. And that became difficult, but I could see how that fits into the me mental wellness that brings physical wellness and spiritual and emotional wellness. Yes, it's, it's all connected. Uh, as much as there's such a disconnect, it's mm. connected. Your body is going to harbor those emotions. It's going to tell you what's going on. That's why I got very um, interested in with medical intuitives. Like as I talk about in my chapter with Carolyn Meese and you know, just reading her uh, um, books and listening to her, it's like, okay, you know, it just, all of a sudden I absorb it and I said, yes, I can help people with that. I can help people with that. Just like my yoga training, I can help people with that. I may not be doing yoga where I'm standing on my head and do splits and do, but I can get there and help senior groups, for example, do yoga in a chair to get them moving. Because people always ask me, what's the one most important thing you have to do as you get on in years. And I say, move your body and don't stop. Yeah, 
It's true. Movement. Um, I mean, it's so good for us physically, but I find even emotionally, the movement helps me release things that I'm holding on to or, mm-hmm. or that I want to invite in the vibrations that I want to bring in and the vibrations that I want to let go of. So I totally agree. Movement seems to be very healing. Oh, oh, it is. And that's where I, when I first discovered yoga, that was the first thing I did. When I went to the cardiologist, I was having issues and she said, well, what do you want to do? I said, well, put your prescription pad away and I'm going to yoga. That's what I said. And then I joined the yoga um, facility very close to my home, which was good. And that was back in like 09. And I've been doing it ever since. Um, Things changed a bit in the last year and a half, of course. Uh, But I still... I still have all those modalities to utilize. Um, now things that, that are starting to open up again. I've gone to some senior centers. I've done a couple of, uh, you know, with yoga in a chair. And then I want to work with the kids too. I work with a nonprofit. It's called uh, First Step Nevada. And we work with a variety of people, um, young, old, you know, you name it, the gamut. And I feel that I can become one of their instructors. Um, which I will. I've done a couple of senior um, groups and now we'll do the kids. And, you know, kids, they just, you know, they love it. They love that type of orchestration and, you know, going with the utilizing their brain and give them things to do and the yoga, you know, uh, modalities. I just think it's going to be great. We'll start that in um, uh, next year. So right now things are starting to open up where um, getting back involved with the community the way I've, I've always been. Really, I used to be with the Diabetes Association, the Lions Club, um, do foot screenings, uh, you know, all that, all that type of thing, you know, years ago. And then after a while, you just kind of reinvent, where else am I going to go? So then I started doing a lot of health education, got involved with wellness groups, and talked about how to regain and maintain your health. Mm, That is so needed today, I believe. So I just think your work is so empowering and that you're getting out there in the community and and working with the people face-to-face is so amazing. And that's the best thing. For me, it was face-to-face. When we shut down and... I was like, oh gosh. And especially with my work being such hands-on, being a uh, podiatrist, foot surgeon, wound specialist, not too much you can do virtually. Everything for me is, you know, the hands-on with the patients. Uh, So being, uh, you know, shut in for a little bit, at least a couple months or so. I mean, even when I had my children, I never took that much time off. Even when I gave birth, I was like, I'll be back in a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I can see that. It, it has been very challenging. I mean, I think the sh- being shot in has um, allowed us to be creative in how we can continue our work. So it sounds like you did that. You found a creative way to continue um, putting your message out there and being that health advocate. Uh, Yes, that's where a lot of the webinars came into play and uh, the health education. We also had a series about a year and a half ago with a bunch of people that I networked with. It was a health and wellness networking group, and we decided to do things online, and we did. So we have a library of over like 20 plus videos, all, you know, health related Um, And we had so many different people to uh, contribute, everyone from holistic nutritionists, shamans, uh, metaphysical, uh, myself doing a lot of the um, health education from a um, disease standpoint, chronic condition standpoint, uh, DNA nutrition, supplementation, you know, kind of the list goes on. And when I look back, I was the one that brought a lot of these people together. And that was the beautiful thing about it. It was a big uh, networking hub of uh, people just um, with the same focus. 
of how to um, find that optimal, you know, health. Once again, I guess where I my space comes from is the physical, because we know with the physical, getting that in in a little better shape and working on that, chipping away at that, then the mental starts to get better. And then it builds from there. Because I had seen so many people in the yoga uh, that I saw their metamorphosis, their change that they had. And I guess the change in myself as well, yes. But you don't really see yourself as much changing, but you see other people. And uh, just seeing these people um, change for, you know, for their most highest good, uh, things coming out, things releasing, because we did so many workshops. I've been to Sedona uh, many times and I was going for a while there, like every six months. It was just wonderful to go to the retreat center and just be and enjoy. And I think that's what we need to do these days is become human beings and not doings, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I see so many people overworking, overthinking, being becoming overwhelmed. It's the over um, achieving, I feel like, where we are doing too much and not just being and allowing our body to sometimes rest. Because yes, movement is great, but I think sometimes resting too and just being with ourselves is so powerful. Yes. Yes, that balance that balance is because yeah I was over I was over everything <laughs> and to the point where I was just over it and uh also writing the chapter first in sovereign and now in jaguar medicine um really I think that that just helped so much once again it's another phase of going through to get it out there to get the voice out there, to open this up, okay? And I know for so many years, it's just been repressed and repressed and just said, okay, do what I'm supposed to do. And when you get to that point where you're like, nope, it's gotta come out, it's gotta be released. It has to be transmuted. Mm. I found very interesting when um, I was in a session with, the gal I was going to for um, uh, shaman work. She was doing some healing on me. She's also um, teaches uh, bioresonance. Uh, so she was very helpful in really aiding me in how to transmute, you know, having the triggers of the anger and the grief and the sadness and transmuting that. Because there are so many emotions that we do have. Yes, they're in, mo- they're in motion, but we have to then transmute. So I thought that transmutation was uh, very powerful for me to the point where that helped me to turn to that point where I said, yes, I'm going to get it out there. Now, when I was younger with English classes and writing, I would freeze up and say, oh no, I can't do, I can't do this, I can't do this. Math and science, loved it. But English and writing and putting your thoughts on paper, but with doing these um, books, uh, contributing to them, that put me right where I wanted, you know, to be at that time right now. And yes, there'll probably be more to come, Right now, I think I'm good, though, (laughs) where I'm at and and where I'm working on to get to that next level. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I've also, this is my second book, so anthologies where I'm sharing a chapter. And there's layers that I feel like we, the stories that, at least for me, what that I'm sharing, I feel like I've healed and now I can share the story, but the writing process brings another layer to it that that seems to um, it brings more healing and and empowerment through sharing that story and realizing that we did a lot of work to get where we are and and you know the, the power of doing that inner work and finding that that wisdom within. And then sharing it is just a beautiful process for me. 
It's beautiful, painful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not all, you know, peaches and cream. That's for sure. Uh, a lot of the work I've had done over the years has been a big help. A big help in the releasing process, transmuting, recognizing where I'm going, and also realizing where I've been. Mm -hmm. And also in prior lifetimes and moving forward. Um, a lot of validation there, which I, I think is very helpful for all of us. We all want that checks and balances in a sense. Some of it you just go with on faith. You just go with that intuition. And writing the chapter in Jaguar Medicine, I was like, oh, what am I going to write about? You know, and then I was getting very tense. And then things started to flow. And I even had spanned back to like 50 years. Wow. Yeah, I did. I spanned back to just about when I was, you know, eight, 10 years old, thinking about, you know, how my life was then living in New York, um, how close I was with my grandmother. Um, they lived below us, um, Brownstone in New York City. And uh, we lived upstairs. They lived downstairs. I lived in the Italian Jewish neighborhood. Uh, you know, it was just bringing back that childhood and was very healing as well. Sure, there are things that happen in your childhood that you may not remember, but it was very powerful for me to have that realization that that energy was still there mm. and how to work with that. Even though I really don't remember it, I remember the timelines when I was four or five, this happened, six and seven, and et cetera. At 13, uh, we moved to New Jersey. So, you know, by then, yeah, I remember pretty clearly my life in high school and moving on to that. But uh, going back to that childhood, um, I think was helpful with, with healing because of the fact that being such, being an empath and I didn't know at the time. I was just a sensitive little girl that cried all the time <laughs> and always asking why, why, and wanting to know more and loving science and reading about science all the time. So that was you know, very healing, that was. So these are the things that um, are on the to-do list when you're on this journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and with the writing process, at least with Jaguar Medicine, and I know Sovereign and Jaguar Medicine, the two books that you're in, were both through the publisher, Shannon, um, so in Kiva Publishing. But I love how they bring a support system mm -hmm. to help us write these stories and feel kind of a sisterhood and, and like we can lean on each other and, and share some of the things that we're going through so that we can get through that writing process and that healing as we're writing and sharing and remembering all of the things that, that we've accumulated in our life to bring into our medicine and integrating that medicine. Oh, I agree. Um, it was, uh, it's fairly seamless uh, with uh, how they have it set up. Very supportive, as you said, um, and meeting Shannon, and the rest of uh, the people were, you know, once again, it, it, it brings you to where you wanna be the next level. Like I said, it, it just really helped to open up more things. Uh, meeting and connecting with some people from Sovereign. Uh, one I did know, Jody Friedman, she's the one that invited me. She's from Las Vegas. And I've been to uh, many a sessions with her meditation sessions, Akashic records, um, and even where she came from. She came from the corporate world and now look where she's at. And also some of the other women that I connected with and connected with you. And it, it, it's just, um, we're all on that path. And at the end of the day, our vision is pretty much the same. And that is to work with help humanity, heal humanity, heal ourselves, 
and then we wind up healing others. Mm-hmm. And I really feel that now manifestation, my intent, my vision, we're pretty much we're there. I feel we're, we're there to that step. And I'm still putting that out there of where my next chapter in life will be. I'm semi-retired out of medicine and I know I will be fully soon. It's when the time is right for that. But now that I have a chance for working on myself and doing more with the community and really branching out is really gonna make that difference. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can see that. And I've noticed that you've said when the time is right or doing like your purpose or what you're meant to do. How do you find that you know when the time is right or what it is you're meant to do? What's a good opportunities for you? Well, I think from a first standpoint, it's always that financial. (laughs) (laughs) We have to have that, uh, you know, that base, uh, pay the bills um, and take care of our families. Uh, But with me, it will come to really having the support system that is solid. A solid support system will then bring us to the next level. I have certain people that I am working with and it's gonna come with utilizing their expertise from a business standpoint, the financial standpoint, and utilizing my, what I have to offer from the medical. Yes, I would love to open up a wellness clinic being and bring it to that point where people can make make it affordable for people. This is where it's at. People should not have to be suppressed. When I look at it from the medical space, it's suppression. And I know that. And there are ways that we have to bring that alternative to the table and do it to a certain way. Because some people aren't gonna like it. (laughs) Uh, So it comes with having that at the right time and the right place. The wellness center, the people where they can go and begin to optimize their health. And I do believe that the alternative modalities are gonna come in much stronger They've been there. They've always been there. It's just bringing them out where they need to be for people. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Allowing the pieces to come in that you need to bring the bigger vision into reality. Um, I think a lot of times people get ahead of themselves and they get this idea and they kind of go for it, whether they have the money or the means or the support. And so I love how you put that where kind of waiting for the right things to fall in, or at least that's how I understood what you said. Yeah, yeah. there are times I feel like I'm in a holding pattern. I'm circling that airport, (laughs) waiting to land, (laughs) but that's okay. That's okay. Like I said, I, I had a successful business for years. I didn't close my practice because it didn't make money. No, it did, but look at how hard I had to work and under what circumstances being um, enslaved by the healthcare industry and insurance companies and et cetera. So, you know, that's when I said, okay, time to get out. And I don't want to go back to that space again. And that's okay. I don't have to at this point. And I probably won't. But when I do, it's going to be definitely in a different uh, realm. Mm-hmm. I love that you found what works for you, what is true for you, and how you can best serve yourself and others. And and I love how you really take the science and the spiritual side and and blend it all together. That really that mind, body, spirit. You really do bring all of that together. And I think it's beautiful how you do that. And it's so much needed today. What we're seeing, so much has risen to the surface the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
Mm -hmm. And we need to be able to help people to navigate that. Uh, and it's going to be different, like I said, it's going to be different for everyone, but, uh, but that's okay. I, I think the, the thing that you don't want to do is it has to be more welcoming than, you know, pulling back. Um, and so I just feel that when people feel, you know, they feel comfortable, they feel welcome, they feel safe. Yes. That, that's all important. You know, and, and I just look at the patient doctor relationship that I've had with many, many, many patients over the years. And that's what I had with them, a relationship. You know, so, some were, were excellent, some were difficult, some didn't work, but that's the way it, it's gonna be. But I've always learned in that if you're a, um, a healthcare, you're providing um, advice for people, healthcare provider, that you have to be on their level, speaking what they can understand. Because if they understand what they need to do, then they'll do it. But if you don't understand it, it's gonna be like way over your, your head and it's gonna be tuned out, you know? I agree. Um, and I feel like there's so many um, different ways to care for our health that sometimes it can get jumbled like, do I do this or do I do that? Or, you know, where somebody that has sound information that brings it all together for you and helps you understand, like you said, the why to do this so that then when you, when you do it, like maybe I don't really want to eat this piece of broccoli, but if I know this piece of broccoli is going to, to nourish my cells and provide my body with uh, so better health, mm -hmm. then I'm willing to eat it even if I don't want to. Yes, yes, that's right. And we do have to do things that maybe don't feel good or, but we have to do it. And that's where free will comes in as well. We can either do it or not do it. But then again, we have to be prepared for whatever consequences, you know, may or may not, you know, happen. But also whatever the decision is, I've learned to you know, we have to be respectful of that. And that's where all, you know, the judgment comes in. And no, I mean, we're living in a world now where there's a lot going on. And that's definitely a loaded uh, statement right there. <laughs> but I think by standing firm in what we believe in and what we want to achieve, and this is why we're here right now, um, with one of the um, sovereign sisters, I had my soul contract done. And it was just very interesting. That soul contract and talking about all the, uh, the when you were born and the numbers and um, the signs and just everything together. Uh, once again, it's a validation. And if I am a very powerful person and I do have that strength, then even though times I don't feel that way, <laughs> but I'm still gonna go with it. Like when I started the chapter in Jaguar Medicine, I said, trust your gut. This is our gut feeling and I'm gonna trust it and I'm gonna go with it. Once again, we cannot see it, but we can feel it. Mm, yes, so true. I totally agree. So you shared a little bit about yoga and about following your intuition. Are there other practices that you feel really helped you step into that courage and embody that empowerment, like even deciding to close your practice, knowing there was financial income there to a lot of people, it may not make logical sense, but it sounds like you had some uh, truths or intuition that were telling you it's time. There's something else for you. And really that that takes a lot of courage to make that decision and step into something else, especially after how many years you were in the medical practice. Yes, yes, and, and it did. Uh, but at that time, I um, really didn't have as many you know, financial obligations being the fact that my daughters were college, one was almost done and the other one 
were starting, but at least we had the uh, means put aside for them. So I felt that a lot of the stress was off of me. And I've always had, you know, the visions of, you know, really getting out there and discussing well, what people need to do to help themselves and putting it in those terms, in the easier terms for people to understand. So I've always had that, you know, desire to do that, especially, you know, going on webinars and uh, going out there with the yoga. And so I think right now that things are starting to open up, I can do more and more of that. So what helps me is, just discussing it, helping people, seeing the change, um, discussing with them those modalities that they can do from a nutritional standpoint, from uh, of course the physical, um, and also how we have that potential inside of us. We have that divine being inside of us. So a lot of it does come from me learning, uh, learning from others, reading books, putting it, putting it all, you know, together. I, I enjoy reading Greg Braden because of the science and spirituality. He comes from a science space as well. And when we think that they are just so divided, they really are not. They're very much inter interwoven. So, no, there are times when I'll say, okay, well, what am I really doing, you know, with my wellness type business. Well, sometimes it's very difficult to explain. You know, if you went to a networking meeting, they want to know, well, what's your target audience? What's the age group? What's this? And I'm like, well, I'm just going to put it out there. If it resonates with people and helps them and they want to get in touch with me to discuss certain things, yeah, let's talk that's the first place you have to be with is communication with others, opening it up, getting it out there, putting it out in the universe. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where, where I've been, where I've been, but I know, I know where I want to go. So I'm with the manifestation of that with, with a wellness clinic, with being that medical person that can bridge it you know together I think more of, of the bridging of that and with everyone else that has their specialties that they do so I think really what's helped me out the most is believing in myself listening to myself you know my yoga my meditation practice yes that does help too because it helps to clear the mind and also the fact that it's okay. If you're not feeling okay, that's okay. Go with it. When people would say, when I was having a really tough time on the journey, and one of my mentors would say, well, embrace it. I'll say, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> but we have to. Yes, I have found that to be true for myself also, sitting with it and allowing it to be felt and processed, because otherwise, I stuff it down and I don't release it. And when I hold that in, it affects my wellness. And and um, then I have to, then it comes back up later. I get triggered or I, at some point, it feels like I have to deal with it no matter what. So I've learned to really trust the process as you're speaking about and letting it emerge when it comes up. Well, what will resist, what we resist will persist. Mm. As, as, as we well know, that'll come back into our mind. And also triggers uh, play, play a big part. Um, and also awareness. When we talk about awareness, it's a very, very uh, powerful, powerful word uh, I learned with my yoga practice. And as we take ourselves out of the situation and we look in, because for so many years, we were just in on the hamster wheel, let's go with right on the hamster wheel, and we never got off. And then <laughs> we just kept going and going. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Self-awareness was something big for me also and, and becoming the observer so that I could see that within myself because I feel like for so many years I was um, uh, reactive. I took things personally. Oh, that hurts my feelings. I don't want to know that. But when we when we when we sit with it and say, okay, this isn't personal, some someone might be sharing something with us to help us or 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 finding it within ourselves and transforming that and transmuting it as you started the whole conversation off with today. Um, I think really awareness is the key. It's the beginning to unlocking that door to a whole new world where finding that happiness within can come from. Yeah, 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 that's, that's where it all, that's where it all starts. Like I said, it all, it all starts with us, with ourselves making that change. When we look at what's happening on um, planet earth right now, as a whole, as a collective, there it is, it's coming to the surface. Um, a lot of those struggles, a lot of the conflicts, a lot of the evil, a lot, you know, there's just all that stuff coming up. It has to, it has to, as we had gone through all our journeys and, and saw when things started coming up. And it's like, well, we can put it down. Like I said, don't come up, put it down. Or if you continue to put it down and compress it, then what do we start with? The depression, uh, anxiety, the uh, physical ailments. Yeah. And there, and there you go. How many people do we know that are really going through, you know, tough times, whether it's economically, socially, um, you know, just the list goes on today, what we are seeing, hearing, um, but also always deep down, you know, it's like, what can I do to help? You know, I, I can't, you know, help, you know, heal the world, but whatever difference that I can make, as well as other people that are here for that reason. I've read some of Dolores Cannon's work and um, I've also had a quantum healing session done um, uh, a couple, few years back. And uh, she was just such a visionary. And here we are now, even though she passed a number mm -hmm. of years back. So I've read some of her books and looked at her insight with that subconscious being so so powerful that's another aspect of it yes for sure i love all the authors that you've mentioned today i also follow many of them and and joe dispenza and uh, uh bruce lipton who bring the science and the spirituality together they are very powerful that we can have that right at our hands today and and get the information it's powerful information Yes, yes, because it does. It just further solidifies, okay, what, what are we doing? We're, we're on that path too. I mean, when you listen to their stories, their personal stories where they've been, um, it, it's just, you know, unbelievable. Um, currently, I uh, write a column in Ascension Magazine. Um, I should put it on the Facebook page. Uh, yes, uh, Sherilyn uh, Fields, she is the um, editor and uh, wonderful uh, articles in there. And I do a column, Ask Dr. Denise, uh, and people send in questions and I answer them <laughs> like a dear Abby, right? <laughs> and uh, bringing together, you know, science with spirituality. But in meeting with Cheryl the other day, she said, you know what the meaning of life is? Living in the frequency of earth. That's what she said, life, living in frequency of earth. And I said, yes, that's what it is. We're here in this frequency <laughs> on earth, in, a, in our physical body. And um, it's, it is, it's definitely, um, a huge, huge undertaking of where we are, you know, now. But those are the things that I um, enjoy doing, like writing on the column, and I'm going to be 
working a little more with her, with the magazine. Uh, we have a December issue out now, and then the um, February issue will be out. Uh, got some more ideas for that. But everything we're talking about too is going with um, quantum. Mm -hmm. Quantum, uh, the energy, uh, tapping into that energy. Uh, the energy of um, that we cannot see, but we know it's all around us. And this is where it's all going to, that other dimension of energy, our divinity, divinity, our source. That, that's where it's all going to. So when I read about things, you know, upgrade your DNA and different things like that, it all comes from being at that higher vibration of energy because there's a lot of lower vibrations yes and that has to do with our emotions of you know uh, being angry depressed uh, sadness sickness illness different viruses different bacteria they all have that lower frequency same thing with uh, cancer cells I mean you know that's all in the lower realm. But can we rise up higher? If we rise up higher, we will be in a higher dimension and we will upgrade our DNA so we can become healthier mm. and heal. And heal. Mm, yes, yes, yes. I just feel that in my being, like what you just said was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I totally agree. I love the quantum realm and and all of that and i know some people it's hard for them to understand but i think starting with some of those books and really digging into um the authors and speakers on on that subject really helps open that up and and see how we can move forward for people that are new in learning well, about that well when you even merge the science and spirituality look at nikola tesla he was the first one to discover the scalar waves Tesla waves, wireless, and this was many, many, many years ago, mm -hmm. but his uh, discoveries were suppressed. Mm -hmm. So here you go. So, you know, then it just keeps, so really it's, it's been there. It's always here. It's been there all the time. It's just how it's now going to be presented to humanity and how humanity has to understand that. You know, I think when you're in the healing realm, alternative modalities, um, doing all the energy work, you're already tapped into it mm -hmm. already. Um, so well, here, here we are. So now it's just a matter of bringing it out there for people to be able to accept that, you know, more. Yes, because see, yeah, people wanna see things, they need to see it, to believe it. But um, when you look at what the scientists have done over the years, um, like I said, with Tesla, and then there's also people that have done cell resonance, knowing that our cells are communicating all the time. The DNA communicates all the time. But yes, there's a lot of biochemical reactions, but there's much, much more. And that's where the quantum comes in. That's where there's that cryon calls an innate, that innate source. How, how do we know what to do? Well, because it's already been determined what to do through quantum. So powerful. So how can people get in touch with you or if they want to work with you? Do you want to share a little bit about how you work with people or even about your chapter in Jaguar Medicine? Oh, yes, yes. Well, you can get in touch with me. I'll give my email and it's uh, be healthy, B-E-E -E, healthy 2016 at gmail.com. So feel free to uh, email me. That would be great. I uh, currently, um, I was on a website known as a soulful Rosie, S-O-U-L-R-O-S-I-E uh, dot com. 
Soulful Rosie. You can go to, to that website and also you can read more um, about me. Uh, working with, it's called the Triple Crown of Health and Wellness. And right now we're just really in a stage of you know, where we're going to go next with the modalities. So it's in preparation for everything that we're going to be, you know, doing probably in 22, you know, now that we're running out of time in 21, right? Um, so as we embark into the, the new year. So uh, email is probably the best way uh, to get in touch with me. Um, with my chapter in Jaguar Medicine, yes, I talk about how we are now rebirthing the new earth by really tapping into that quantum energy. Once we tap into that and connection with that, you know, it's really going to make a change. The change is coming. It's going to be, once again, everything, it's, it's slow. It took so many years. It's going to take a little while too. But I think when people are uh, starting to become more aware, more open, um, willing to uh, research uh, different modalities, uh, when things are status quo and people are comfortable, it's like, okay, whatever, we're good. But when it's not, they're looking for something else. And I think the time of collaboration is here. I like, thank you very much for having me here today. I really enjoy just getting it out there. People learn more about me, learn more about, you know, how we connect, how you are. And, and that's just, just the way it is. That's how we're forming our whole, um, our whole network, you know, really. So a lot of it does is that what I like to do is whatever I can do to add to someone else that they are bringing to the table, what they're bringing. Um, also talk about the, the science aspect of it and where we're going with the new rebirth, I call it, of, of healthcare, where we really need to be. The old paradigms are definitely collapsing as we see, they really are. And people are, once again, they're starting to think about, hmm, let me think about this and let me make my own decision. That's the first step. Yes, I completely agree. So, well, it has been fabulous talking with you. I've enjoyed hearing your story and some of where you came from and, and your thoughts on, on where we're going. And um, I will just finish off by leaving our viewers with this quote, you hold the courage within allow it to emerge moment by moment until you embody your most courageous self.